You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and I am joined today by Jasmine Woodson, who is the coordinator in Tennessee for conservatives concerned about the death penalty. Jasmine, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing just fine. So this is something that is near and dear to myself and the co-host who isn't here today. So I'm really glad we were able to make this conversation happen. And I know our our listeners will love it too. Why don't you get us started with um, what made you get involved with a cause like this? Okay, yeah, so my background is working with conservative nonprofits um, as well as working in the criminal justice field. So prior to coming on to Tennessee Conservatives Concerned, I worked for the Blexit Foundation and I did some lobbying with For All Tennessee. And um, on top of that, I've been working a wrongful conviction going into my third year now. So it was this field is kind of like all three of those combined. And uh, it was just perfect for me. And uh, a friend who works as the national director for conservatives concerned about the death penalty told me about the job and I dived in head first. How's the response generally when you think about conservatives, you think about uh, people more on the right, I would say they're generally, I guess my assumption is that they're more in favor of the death penalty. I used to be that way myself. How is this message doing these days? What kind of successes are we having against the death penalty? So, so far, when I have conversations in person, most people that I meet, regardless if they come into the conversation being all for the death penalty, they end up leaving with some concerns. And especially with the push on being pro-life, a lot of people are kind of at war with themselves with, uh, is this really pro-life? Is this a pro-life policy? Am I pro-birth or am I whole life? Um, But around the country, there's other Republican lawmakers who are pushing for repeal, uh, like states like Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri, Georgia, Utah, Washington State. So I have faith that um, we won't be known for being the party who is for the death penalty. Do you find that it's the pro-life, maybe uh, Christian conservative argument, uh, this isn't the government's job, we're supposed to be pro-life? Is that the argument that works the best? Or is it, I'll just say personally for me, I just don't trust the government. And uh, I, don't, I don't trust them to make that call. 
And uh, how does that argument play with people? Yeah, I mean, at first, I don't think people really realize, uh, like, people don't know that most, uh, you're usually in prison for 30 years before you're sentenced to death. So it's more so just the education behind it. And then, of course, they start putting the pieces together. Well, like, government should be in charge of this, or how come the state is able to do something that I'm not allowed to do? Uh, those questions and answers usually come after they're educated. And the uh, I think people a lot of times are shocked to hear that the system is not perfect. Uh, there are, in fact, I believe, uh, innocent people that end up being killed uh, through the death penalty. Do you have any rough stats? I mean, how common is that? Yeah, so as of now, since 1972, 190 people have been wrongfully convicted, uh, sentenced to death, and released. And we all know that that number... You know, there's really no telling how many people that really is. But um, the innocence part is probably my number one reason for being so gung-ho about uh, the protocol and everything concerning the death penalty, because the only way to ensure an innocent person doesn't die is to get rid of the system altogether. Are they mainly exonerated? Is it DNA evidence that normally helps people out? Uh, What else would there be? Um, yeah, for sure. DNA, I would say DNA evidence would probably be the leading cause of that, but I can't uh, accurately speak on that, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, another issue with this uh, that I've noticed is it's hard to tell uh, the person who ends up getting the death penalty. Is it because they are for sure like the worst person possible or is it because they didn't have enough money to to pay for a really good lawyer? And a lot of times what I see is people who can't get a really good lawyer, they end up getting worse sentences. Is that right? Yeah. And the, that's the thing. Who is to say who is the worst of the worst criminal? You know, mm-hmm. imagine if you're you have a child and they're murdered by some crazy person and you're in Nashville, Tennessee. And then that person, let's say he gets life without the possibility of parole. And then in Memphis, where you're more likely to be sentenced to death, someone's child gets murdered and they get the death penalty. It doesn't seem fair. It's not something that you can make fair unless you sentence all murderers to death. And uh, I don't think that would be possible. No, I I wouldn't be happy with that either. Once again, going back to my not trusting the government thing, which I feel like will work pretty well for conservatives because they tend to be more small government, limited government. And you would think that since the government is not perfect, uh, that you would, you would need someone to be perfect if they're going to decide that someone should be put to death, right? Like that's, that that's really where I come down on it. And then that's taking away all of the pro-life and the actual moral aspect of it. Yes, for sure. The other stuff, you know, some of the other things I wanted to maybe dispel a couple of rumors here. What about the, uh, what about the cost? A lot of people think that this is cheaper than actually having someone uh, spend life in prison. That's not the case. There was a lot of great things I noticed on your website too. Uh, arguments that I've heard from people that are just not, not the case. Yeah, so with uh, earlier, I had had mentioned on average, people sit on death row for 30 years um, awaiting to be put to death. (laughs) Um, And during that time, uh, there's an appeal, appellate process. So these people who are usually poor, so the state is putting the bill for all of these uh, hearings, they are being, the state is paying for them to go back to court and paying for their representation. So with that, um, it ends up costing over $2 million more than alternative sentencing like uh, sentencing them to uh, life in prison. 
instead. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about all you, but I feel like I'm my best self when I'm doing things that I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when you're overwhelmed, it can be tough to find the motivation to spend time with loved ones or work on a project you need to get done. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel confident, empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm one of the many people that have benefited from therapy. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. So this is not even a cost-saving measure for people either because the amount of time and the amount of appeals that goes through and um, either, even uh, on the side note, I've heard uh, lethal injection, things like that are actually very expensive uh, processes to go through. I hate even talking about it on a on a the the cost grounds because that really that's just not a great moral philosophical argument. But some people need that kind of thing. What do you say about people though? Like this person, they did just the worst thing possible, and their family, you know, they deserve for you know justice would be this person getting put to death. Uh, th- doesn't that wouldn't, wouldn't you want that if someone did something like that to your family member? I mean, of course, I feel like anybody will probably want retribution, especially when something is fresh like that. But when it comes to the death penalty, you're not the person that's carrying that out. Uh, it'll be an executioner, someone who works at the prison, seeing that there are no doctors involved in the process of executing someone, they will now be the person uh, responsible to take this person's life. So I just don't see the end goal in all of it or how it could be better, how it could better society. It still never, it still never brings the person back either. I don't even know if that's really, uh, if you can get justice in a time when, when someone's been killed and you can't bring them back. Um, what about on the legal side now though, with uh, Republicans, as I said, I, I view them uh, as more people that would be in favor of death penalty, but are there some Republican lawmakers starting to speak out against this? Yeah, like um, in Ohio, former Governor Bob Taft and uh, Attorney General Jim Petro uh, are both calling for the repeal of the death penalty. And here in Tennessee, our governor had raised some concerns about the lethal injection process. And we all know he's Republican and conservative. So um I have faith that we're starting to take a closer eye or uh, have a closer eye on uh, this procedure and this protocol. That's uh, that's good. I hope more and more of them get behind it. Now, what kind of work is uh, conservatives concerned doing uh, to try and further that process and outreach? Is it uh, in the community? Is it on, you know, at the Capitol? What's the what's the process like here? Yeah. So my job in particular is to just create discourse and uh, speak to Republican lawmakers and conservatives groups to kind of just spark the conversation, to raise the concerns that I have, to see if they're concerned for the uh, same reasons. And nine times out of 10, they are. Now, we talked about a bunch of these 
problems, the cost and injustice and all that. What what kind of pushback do you get immediately when you when you talk to people? Are those are those all the reasons the things we already talked about? Yeah, well, I think it's one of those things where people don't really want to rock the boat. They mm. feel like most people don't realize all the ins and outs of the death penalty, and especially when they're diehard Republican or they don't want to lose their seats or you know whatever they necessarily. Uh, they'll try not to really have an opinion on it or keep the same tough on crime. This is its kind of opinion. But for the most part, like I said, a lot of people are open to hearing more about it. That's great. So what's coming on the, on the horizon right now for conservatives concerned, are you guys, uh, you know, looking for more people to help out? Uh, do people need to to join up and, and sign up so they can help spread the word? Yes. Um, well, you guys can find us at Tennessee conservatives org as well as TNCC on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We have a day on the hill that we'd love volunteers to come to. Um, we'd also love more partners. So any conservative or Republican groups who would love to learn more about the death penalty and why it's wrong, um, we'd love to hear from. And do you guys, I was just wondering, do you reach across the aisle and talk to other people, you know, on, you know, we're talking a lot about Republicans and conservatives. Are there uh, any bridges being built with people on the other side of the aisle? Yeah, um, I'd say working in the death penalty field, it's kind of a bit a big tent thing. Me being a conservative is actually pretty lonely in the movement itself because uh, you do see people from the other side speaking uh, out more. So they they definitely have resources that I'm able to use or. If I just want conversation about certain things, definitely. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, it's not even about what side you're on. It's just the main issue of is this humane, you know? Yeah, that's great. It, it really does feel like it's something that people can work together on. We don't get a lot of people working together on things uh, these days. It'd be good to see people working together for you know, what is a really, really good cause. Um I was going to ask, you know, I don't I don't think I asked that at the beginning, but have you always felt this way about the death penalty? Is it something, you know, did you have a change and what was it? You know, I I remember what mine really was and it had to do with things like the Innocence Project and just realizing that there are a lot of people who are actually um actually innocent that get put to death, but have you always felt this way or was there a, a change? So I would say I never really thought about the death penalty prior to meeting my friend Demetrius, uh, who's the national director, um, when he had asked me about it. And the thing that really stuck out to me was the executioners being people who work at the prison and not being trained medical professionals. And I just thought that was crazy because it's like these people have to go home. They didn't sign up to kill someone. And so after that, and then of course me working the case out of Putnam County and just seeing how someone could be innocent and sitting behind bars and just wondering like, wow, just imagine if he was sentenced to death, we might not be at this point in his case. Um, So that just really opened my eyes. And once my eyes got open, there was no way I could just like sit around and let this continue. Yeah, I've seen some really terrible cases. I don't know what exactly leads to these things happening. If it's prosecutors that just decide that they want to win the case, uh, terrible defense lawyers or what, you know, I'm not blaming it on them, uh, all sorts of all sorts of issues. And to me, you just 
you can't trust them with ending someone's life, you know, no matter how, no, no matter how even sure it seems like they're the one who did it. A lot of times they, they turn out to be innocent and we can't risk putting innocent people uh, to death uh, for this. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me today. I'm going to put all the links to everything in our show notes and uh, we'd love to have you back on again sometime. For sure. Thank you for having me.